vibrant, exuberant, intentionally positive and encouraging, contagiously optimistic. These are just a few adjectives to describe our guest today. How does she do it? Let's find out today on Mandate. And welcome to another episode of Mandate, my friends. This is Joe Obermuller. I'm here, as always, with my very good friend, Mr. Ben Krush. What's up, everybody? Mr. Ben Krush. How you doing? Doing well, sir. Doing very well. I'm single parenting right now, Mr. Joe. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got my beautiful wife uh, dealing, unfortunately, with some some death in her family oh, man. Uh, down in Arizona. So we sent her down to take care of her mom, who's down there, uh, yeah. that's dealing with uh, her parents passing away. So uh, I am single parenting yeah which is amazing yeah they're so much better for one parent than they are for both man you've had a big week there's a lot of life events going on you started big a, new, time. a new job this week and single parenting and yep. dealing with the family stuff yep yep all good and you know what was amazing is right before we got started our guest gave us a wonderful prayer and i told yeah. her i said man i got some holy spirit rolling in my heart right now and it just immediately brought my energy up so mandate listeners you're in for a treat today our guest is apollonia davalos thank you so much for being with us hello and good morning mandate yes apollonia is there's just so many ways i could describe her uh but um uh, hopefully most of it will come out in our in our conversation but uh, she is a uh, an artist, a filmmaker, uh, a believer. She's uh, working on her undergraduate degree at USF, so we're just so blessed to have her at, at USF. And uh, and one of the most just exuberant, vibrant people I've ever met in my life. Energy. And, so, and, <laughs> and uh, it, it just affects the room, and I, I see it affect people every day. And so I'm so glad that you agreed to come on this uh to come on our mandate. Oh, I'm so honored. First of all, though, Ben, thank you for a your marriage, your and your loving and wanting to be a father and just stepping up to the plate. Mm. And so, just God bless you for that for your mission, so your wife could have time with the family because we have to celebrate these moments That's together. Right. And um, I always think too. I, I love my mother. She is a living saint. And she, one of the things she said, like when I die, do not. Do not mourn my death. Celebrate That's right. my life. She says, be glad I'm returning home to heaven. You guys have a party, <laughs> okay? Yes. You need to have the black eyed peas. You know that song playing? Hey, mama, this, that beat that make you groove. Mama, get on the floor, remove your booty. Mommy, she goes, I want that. And so within these things that we go through in our life, um, I just have, we have a different perspective on it. And while they're tough, um, there, there's moments that, that togetherness being with one another is just incredibly meaningful and powerful. Yeah. Um, so bless you. Thank you. And thank you for being here. Yes. Okay. That was a great example of Apollonia Davalos right there. Boom. Yep. Uh, okay. Apollonia, when people, sometimes when people first meet you, mm. uh, they they mm. cannot believe that it's real. Like, and everybody who's <laughs> listening to this, right? I want everyone who knows you to hear this conversation, okay? Mm. Because they all know what, what I'm talking about. It's like, wait, was that, is that person for real? Because it is just so awesome. I mean, the way that you are so, just live your life excited and, and positive. And, uh, and so I, I have the joy of saying to people when they first meet you and they say, was that for real? And I was like, yep, that's absolutely for real. Uh, 
can you give us a little bit of a background on you from from your point of view? I, I mm-hmm. just said a few little uh, key words earlier, uh, but give us a little background on on who you are and what you do, and uh, and maybe that will kind of usher us into this conversation of of how you choose to live your life yes. in this positive way. Because I think there's something here for all of us to to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would I would uh, wager a guess that men in particular could could benefit a lot from uh, that choice to um, uh, to do all the things that I said in, in, in the introduction and the way mm-hmm. that you live your life. So Apollonia. Yes. Thank you. Joe Miller and the Bruce. Um, <laughs> I would have to say that one of the greatest challenges in our lives is to keep our soul. Right. You always hear about that, like that childlike wonder. We stay, we keep that that innocence so we can continue to feel the fruitfulness of life. Life has many gifts. Um, All life is a gift. We're walking miracles. And so not a little intro back. I'm a storyteller. I, I love telling everyone's stories and there's so many out there like which what you're doing now. It's like, how do I be of service? How do I share stories that live beyond myself? Because we only get one life here for a very short amount of time in the span of our humankind. And how do we or how do I be of service to that, you know, in the best light? And so in a non somber way. I always have at the forefront of my mind that what if today is my last day? Mm. You know, there is no promise of tomorrow. There's no promise of the very next second moment breath. And I always think that if this is the last time I'm going to see Ben, if this is the last time I'm going to see Joe, I want you to know that I love you with all of my heart. God loves you with everything, because, you know, he created you, you're here for a reason, and we are not here together by accident. So how do we recognize that, honor that, and honor this moment that we have in our lives together? Think of where we have been since the the day we've been born, and all that has led us to this point. We could not plan it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And even our, our span of life, our growth that takes place, getting older is a blessing. It is not a curse. We are not, we don't peak in our teenage years. You continue to bloom and blossom into the person that you are meant to be. And I think there's sometimes a fear of that process. You know, I have to accomplish as much as I can right here, right now. But if you don't take the time to spend time with the people around you to listen and learn, you're going to miss out on something very special. And so I always, and if, and again, if this, my, my friend, Steve, we were uh, celebrating my older sister's birthday. This is a small example. Uh, recently we went bowling and you never know what a person is going through mm-hmm. in their lives. You never know what cross they are carrying. And we invited our, some of our neighbors, friends, people we haven't met before. I love bringing people together, right? It's great. And, you know, we are all having a good time. We're celebrating the strikes, even, even the ones that get into our gutter balls. You know what? Hey, it got down there, you know, <laughs> eventually, right? We're loving, hugging, and uh, we're, very, we're a very loving family. And at the end of the night, my mother told me that Steve told her that he just lost his niece. She died just like that, Mm. Uh, you know, unexpected, like a heart. She had a heart, 
something happened with her heart. She just gave birth like four months ago. Um, and it was completely unexpected. And of course, so that's a hard time for his family and his wife is out with others to kind of make some preparations. But he came out with us anyway. And he said to her, being with all of us, that I could not be sad right now if I tried. You know? So you just never know what your actions are, how you embrace someone, offering a sense of love and gratitude for the mere presence is going to remember that, you know, cause a memory of why we're all here in the first place. And that in the midst of loss, there is still hope. There's still grace. Mm. Um, So I always kind of, uh, have this mindset of, hey, yes, death is at the forefront, and I want to be prepared for heaven at all time. And if I were to go, what are what would I want somebody to say about me when I left? And if they say, man, she loved Jesus, winning. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? That's it. <laughs> that I was like, thank you, you know, then I that is great. And that she loved with her whole heart every moment of every it's day. A, it's a spectacular thing to witness, Ben, when, when you see Apollonia interact with other people and this is true for me too when i interact with her and maybe true for you when you just met her yeah i want to tell that story minutes ago i I observe apollonia reach down into people's hearts and pull out joy and uh and and laughter all of the things that are associated with with freedom you know Mm -hmm. what i mean Mm -hmm. and it's it is an absolute honor pleasure uh, I don't know what the word is to observe you do that. And, uh, and so one of the things I want our listeners to know, and you probably picked up on this too, is that Apollonia, well, I mentioned she's finishing up her undergraduate degree. She's a non-traditional student, has had quite a bit of experience prior to this moment right now. I mean, she's been all over the country. She's a professional performer, uh, a part of Actors' Equity, which is a national uh, uh, union for performers and has just tons of, of professional credits. And somehow is in Sioux Falls and, and blessing all of us in this community and is, is very active in the community. Uh, so what I, wanna, what I sort of want to get to now that we kind of know that little piece of your background is mm. what, what was it in your life that caused you to arrive at this very eloquent sort of life um, manifesto that you just oh. <laughs> gave us? <laughs> I mean, it's so, it's so articulate. Yes. It's so articulate, and you've done a, a, a great deal of thinking about this, mm-hmm. and Every and day. and you are very intentional about mm-hmm. how you live day to day, which is clear in the way you just just talk. So, what was it? Right. Well, uh, Saint Francis de Sales has this quote: uh, "Bloom where you are planted." Right. And so, just think about no matter where you are in your world, you can make a difference. And each person's version of success is very different. So you have to really define that for yourself. And I define it as helping somebody find what's in them and then bringing that to reality. But what has got me to this point? Um, I have an amazing mother. And she gets all the credit. She is my angel, my saint, my compass. And she instilled faith with, you know, she raised us Catholic and um, we're all Christian, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. And, um, but her faith has taught her that there is nothing that can hold you down because everything is bitter, bigger, you know, because God, it, she just surrenders everything to him. And she was a single mom 
of three girls, a veteran, currently a veteran of the United States Air Force. And so when she is protecting our country, very difficult job, right? Mm. And also protecting her children. You don't, you, and but still being present and there for us, like she could be overseas on a mission and we're going to still feel her motherly presence, right? We are still behaving, you know, half a hemisphere away and you know we don't feel that we're not being watched <laughs> you know what I'm saying um but it is seeing her constant she laughs with her whole heart her whole body her whole being and she and she is every little thing matters how she folds a napkin how she irons and presses her clothes how she preps a dish um how she intentionally tells her children and hugs them every you know that i love you and she listens no it's not there's just not a single moment or process of information that is wasted right and so me growing up all I knew is that I wanted to be her. Mm. I wanted to be like her. And I would, you know, she'd leave and go to work. I'd go into her closet and put on her very beautiful, you know, gowns and shoes, her dre her matching dress with the matching shoes and the matching purse. She's from Chicago originally. Fashion's amazing there. And so we, you know, there it was a thing. <laughs> and I and so I've grown up everywhere. I've moved every growing up every year, one or two years, right? And then as a performing artist, I've moved every one or two years. Literally, that is not exaggeration. Being here in Sioux Falls, I'm going on my third year this coming October, is the longest I've ever been anywhere in my entire existence. Wow. And so I, you, this whole being a stranger nowhere, home is where you are. So she, you know, so how, you know, I'm a trained extrovert. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. We're meeting. But even as a young age, she never talked to us as children. She talked to us as independent thinkers, right? So I'm engaging with people. I was eight meeting four-star generals, right? And I would always joke, too, that I grew up in the Pentagon um, because she would take us into um, – while she was, you know, monitoring a mission or something, and me and my sister, she would pack our sleeping bags, and then we would camp out there while she was doing her thing. And so, talk about an ultimate multitasker, but being fully present at all things at every moment, every time. But being that meticulous and that intentional is not exhausting because it's who she is. It is embedded. And I myself want to every little thing to matter because when you're doing that, there, you know, you're you're placing beauty before all things, right? Um, that that opposites, we're all a work of art. Life is a work of art, and if you see everything as such, you are painting your picture, and you're painting the picture for everyone around you. Do we have the capacity to be Michelangelo? You know, yes. Is there fear that prohibits us from doing that? Absolutely. So you have to have a focus and where you put that focus, it helps manifest that. So a long story to bring it all home. I had a great teacher, a great mentor, even to this day. And I and when, as an adult learning how my mother has sacrificed, learning what she has protected me from my entire life and continues to fight with me with every breath. I everything I do, the decisions we make from the people that love us, affects them. So if I make a decision, good or bad, whatever it may be, I know it's going to affect my mother in some form or fashion. And I love her so much 
to honor how she has protected me and saved me. I just want everything to do to be an honor to her life and mm. to her commitment and to her sacrifice because I've never met somebody who's poured so much love into me. She knows me better than I know myself. And I imagine that's how God loves us too. That is completely unconditional and it's tough. You know, when you see somebody you don't and that you love, you don't want them to go through down a path of destruction, right? And when you, when this occurs or you you can see a downfall, it's like how do you infiltrate said situation strategically? And how do you teach someone to learn from other people's mistakes so you don't have to make them yourself, right? And she teaches us do not be a victim. So how do you not, how do you learn, you watch, be present with your surroundings, um, and, and, and the victim just in many sense, you know, just be working casually, it just, how do you rise above each circumstance, but with grace, as an instrument of peace, with kindness, with professionalism, right? And she's had to carry that through her entire life, and for a lot of it, it's been alone. And my, my birth was not easy either. And I, I came out blue and purple out of the womb, cord around the neck, you know, mm -hmm. almost didn't make it. And she fought for me. And, you know, I had another near, near death experience as a, as a toddler and she fought for me. And she didn't say that, um, you know, we, God gives children and they, they're ideally in this earthly realm. We are there. Uh, our mother, my mother's the adopted parent of God's child right? And so if she's going to hold me in her arms, and, and if, if this is a moment where I'm going to pass into, you know, the next realm, she just wants to know every moment she did everything she could to shroud this child in love and in giving up everything else to make sure that if this is the moment, you know, I did what I could, dear Lord, fighting to the end. So I, I do not view life about my, as is it, it is about myself. Mm -hmm. I am not alone. Everything I do has meaning and purpose, um, but it also affects every those around me. And I am a representation of the Davalos family. I'm a representation of my faith. I'm a representation of my community, of America. And so when I go somewhere or I'm in somebody else's home, I'm immersing myself into a new culture, I go out of my way to honor that person, honor that culture, honor that community, and see how I may be of service because life is not about me. Apollonia, I want to, uh, we might have to go further than 45 minutes, Joe, because we got some stuff to unpack. I know. Um, okay, so you're here in Sioux Falls. Mm. One, why are you here? Two, what keeps you here? Wow, this is fascinating. Yes. Well, again, it's a it's a total God thing. I'm here. I did not plan <laughs> to right. be in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, I lived for I relocated here from Nashville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. It was my second stint living there. And um, my mother and I actually traveled together. She has her own entrepreneurial um, aspirations, and for me, art is everywhere. And this commitment to continuing to getting to know her as an adult has been a little mission of mine. And I, I too, love exploring what, where every single place has to offer. America is huge. Each state could be its own individual country. And down to the city, down to the little towns, or, you know, you can go to Louisiana and you have Lafayette, New Orleans, 
Baton Rouge, and they're going to have their different dialects, have their different colloquialisms, music and food. There's some similarities, but they can, if you live there, they can tell immediately where you're from. And I, I want to embrace that. And I, as a, as a creator, as a creative, as a collaborator, I, I was like, I can do life. I can write life, but I can't write what I don't know, you know? And so I've always wanted to explore the Midwest more. We lived in Chicago, so we wanted to, you know, do something else. And we were doing some research, and South Dakota is friendly to entrepreneurship. Uh, she is a veteran. They're friendly to veterans. And, um, and you know, there's that Midwest hospitality, right? <laughs> she, Joe, you mentioned in the intro, you know, I wanted to go to a place where I could maybe be myself you know I'm always myself but like let's say I lived in New York City off and on for years I'm a New York City trained actress that's my discipline and um and so you meet people and they think kindness or niceties means you want something from them and so I'm constantly proving but not outwardly but just by being myself later on you still know me a year later and I'm the person I'm the same person you met a year ago meaning I did not want anything from you. I'm just being who I am and I treat everybody the same equally. I'm not a starstruck type of person. Whether you are a janitor that is cleaning our stage or a Broadway performing actor, and I, you know, I've been around the range, you are going to receive the same treatment. And I would never ask anybody to do something that I wouldn't do. And Amen. I work on every side of the background because as a myself, as a producer and director, I wanted to be the advocate for every department because each art, be it lighting, sound, acting, composing, I wanted to communicate that same language so I can be of service to that creative so we can create the most beautiful masterpiece in any project. But not every producer or director is an advocate and a good advocate equally for each department. And so I, the director sets the tone for any stage. And so I, I do it as, I trust you. <laughs> you know, I trust you. I want you to create your best work. And how do we do that as a team? There are no stars on this set, right? We are all in this together. And I, I always make that a point on the front end. You know, I, I did, I, I, I stage managed a senior show here at USF. And for one of the local seniors, I was like, we're going to treat this like a Broadway play. And we're going to deliver the best experience. And did I clean the stage after every performance so it's prepped and ready to go? Yes, I did. I mopped the floor because that is what they do. There's no, I could receive an Oscar today. And I, and if I'm on a stage production and I'm in that stage management role, I will still take a mop and clean that stage. You know, I always continue to pray for humility in all things because I think it keeps us grounded. Mm -hmm. But while I'm, while I'm here, let me not get too far off, off track. Um, so we, I, there's one day in Nashville and I just, we, we feel this wind that takes place. Like it's time to move on. Like maybe I've come to the farthest I'm going to go in this area, whatever that may be. And just, you just feel this pull, you know, it's a spiritual thing, just pull. So we, we do our research. Um, we had a lot of places on the list and we literally drove up here on a Saturday to Sioux Falls. We went to see the falls. You know, we're we're in this beautiful air. 
inhaling it, deep breaths in. My mom, my younger sister, Paloma, and her little dog, Mabel, were all together. And Mabel's in the park. She's flying. She's soaring across. We haven't seen her this, this free in such a long time. So it was a win already for Paloma because of how Mabel was taking to this South Dakota land, right? So she was one. And then I'm here, and I, I just meet strangers. I talk to people. I say hello no matter. I could walk down the street. I'm like, hi, how are you? You have a great day. So I'm just talking to the locals. I'm like, this is fantastic. And my mom said, we want to live near the falls. And so uh, we are the property where we live their office just happened to be open that day so like hey yeah we'd love to see a spot this is great and you know what this you know what let's give this a try um because god works that out on the moment we're like we're gonna live here and we found a place and the apartment and we moved here one week later on the exact date october 5th of 2018 and i think we drove here on september 30th and um so it happened very fast god worked it all out that we could just pack up and go and the apartment the loft that we currently live in we didn't see so we took it on faith as well and it has a view of saint of the cathedral of saint joseph you know seeing that up to the mm. spire so you can you know wake up every day I, I make a point every morning no matter how i'm feeling right i wake up i'm, I'm getting in my bed position for those who can't see <laughs> i wake up and i'm just like Thank you, Lord, for another day. You know, let me honor you. And then I, I know, go, you got you to gotta, you put on some tunes, right? To just get that dance party rolling right at the get-go. To just celebrate. Celebrate the moment, the victory. Because we woke up. We've got another day. And then you go walk to the porch and you see the cathedral. I'm like, oh, gosh, this is beautiful. What a blessing. And you just want to continue to honor those blessings. Gratitude is no small thing. And... um. And you, we just, I, I just try to honor it because when I see the homeless, right, or when I see another person, in any given situation, that could be me, you know, and there's a, you know, why is this person there? And I make it a point to seek God in all things. And it's more of an Ignatian spirituality type of perspective. And so how do I actively create my life into a form of daily prayer? And so when I meet a person no matter where they're from, or I see a flower, or I'm walking the road. I'm like, I'm, in, I'm looking for God in every moment. And that's how I personally continue to celebrate life. So I'm very grateful to be here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Y it has been such a blessing, the creativity, the art that is here, and then it's growing. And the people that I've met have allowed me and given me permission and freedom to continue to flourish and be of service, however that may envelop with you know with no plans with no plans you just got to stay true to you. and I don't, I don't come in here into the town be like mm, make it great you know what I mean or like oh we're gonna I mean there's already something so special about every single place right mm -hmm. and so how do I just continue to be a contributor and be of service to it um so I just want to thank Sioux Falls <laughs> I would like to thank the city of Sioux Falls and South Dakota, Joe Obermuller also, you know, Ben, you today um, for allowing me to call this place home for however long I'm here and to continue to outlive my life um, in this ultimate freedom. So Apollonia, what uh, you have some really exciting projects that you have that have been published <gasps> mm -hmm. and have been recognized mm -hmm. and are wonderful pieces of art with local people, local yes. actors, Local, the entire production, I assume, was run by local people. Mm -hmm. um, and so 
What do you got on tap? Oh, I got I got quite quite a few things. You know, there's always a project in the works. Life is twenty four seven. Life truly is. So one thing that I I must uh, I must mention because Joe right here, this wonderful director, is right here in front of me. Um, he directed an original play by Dr. Kevin Cole, local playwright and professor, called Loving Arms, which is a non political dark comedy about an American shooter. And I'm the greatest advocate for original art. You know, one thing that's so special and significant about theater is that you have that one day, you know, or that one run, and then it's done, right? And I was like, how do I continue to give this life beyond? Because we are doing something so beautiful here. You know, we all want to be a part of something great, great mm-hmm. art. And I, um, so I did, I filmed during the rehearsal process. I, I you know, uh, just hiding myself around, you know, in circles, in the round on this stage. And during COVID, the December, I was like, I have all of this footage. School is done. I, I'm going to make a documentary. <laughs> you know, I'm going to finish this. And I spent three days in a chair at my editing computer. This was horrible on the body, by the way. And, but I was so, I felt like, Michelangelo when he's up there painting, you know what I mean? I'm not going to say that's that type of greatness, but I was just like, I'm so focused that I cannot do anything else. And God made this happen because I can have this. So I I edited it, and then I spent another day creating the press kit, and I started submitting it to many places. So it's been on a successful international tour. Yeah. Um, This documentary, which is called The Making of Loving Arms. Those who, you'll see it soon. Please like it on IMDb. It's an award-winning documentary. We we won Outstanding Achievement Award from a festival in Paris, France. We won the Social Awareness Award from another festival in Brazil. Um, And we see uh, other alcohol. We got Best Composed, Best Score, Best Original Score from a film festival in New Jersey. And so there's all these different creatives coming to play. And the guy whose music I use for the score, I've never even met in person. You know, he's a composer out of Russia. <laughs> you know, so how does this, you know, that's another story on in itself, by the way. Story. How I got how I got that connection. And, sorry, I love ahead. this story so much because dur- during the process of, of staging Loving Arms, I was just sort of vaguely aware that Apollonia was like, creeping around the auditorium and and getting all this footage and, and vaguely aware what she was even doing there. It's like, Apollonia's just filming something. Don't be distracted. Uh, and then to have you sort of produce this uh, this documentary and then literally have it go all over the world. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're just naming three. I mean, how many... I mean, I start. I, I We're, we, you got to be into like the forties at this. We point. have submitted to like over fifty festivals, been showcased, officially screened, so people all over the world have seen it in about nearly thirty film festivals. So I mean, we have Canada, we have Turkey, India, um, Britain. I mentioned France. We are uh, Brazil. I, we are. You name it, we are there. Mm. And so it's just amazing that we're currently, and it's USF, it's artists right here. That's right. In Sioux Falls, South Dakota, 
And they, everyone all over the world are seeing your work, your art, what you put into this, your testimony of what you've done. And so again, it's just that act of service. And yes, my roots are in the theater, but I consider myself, I am a thespian always, forever and always, but I consider myself primarily a filmmaker at this time. Mm-hmm. And film is not a, pre- a prevalent industry here in South Dakota. Right. You're going to so change that. I'm going to change that, yes. Uh, um, and I, I, so I was grateful that Joe Obermuller um, gave me this outlet where I can continue to fulfill my vocation, what I'm called to do. Just because you do something like myself as a non-traditional student going back to school does not mean I stop being what I endeavor to create, you know. And so this outlet to continue to be of service in my own way has been a great blessing. So thank you, Joe, for your trust. <laughs> and for being vaguely aware that you were filming <laughs> rehearsals. You're welcome. <laughs> well, that's just it. There's no small action that is a very small things. You know, your invitation and my, my request and your yes allowed this opportunity for an entire documentary yeah. to bloom, right? And to continue to impact people. And around that's the world and that's, that's the synergy of relationship right because it i is. would never have said yes to you to you know when you made the request hey can i come to lots of rehearsals and film mm-hmm. i didn't have to question like why are you doing that you know right. that that seems strange why are you doing that it was like oh well it must be something very worthwhile so and other us. professors who taught who teach at other schools who have watched the film they have said thank you because this you need to know when you're trying to educate why does art matter you know what I mean? Why does literature matter? Why does the theater matter? It is a catalyst, a segue into further, deeper conversation right. and how we process the world around us, right? And so she wants to use it in the future as a tool to get people engaged, to get people to go to the theater because the theater film is an opportunity to travel, right, where you are across the universe, across the world. You know, we're going to the space, so I can say universe, okay? Right. Uh, thank you, Space Force. So there is a way that this is how we learn. And I take filmmaking and theater as a huge responsibility because in a lot of cases, that could solely be someone's education who does not have access to education. And you even think about other um, cultures who learn English as a result of watching American television and American cinema. So as storytellers, we have a huge responsibility to have an accurate representation of what goes on here. And I feel, feel like some may take advantage of that in which people are, we are misrepresented around the world. And I'm here to say there's a lot of good people, a lot of beautiful, great people we're in this country. And, and so any way to illuminate that, uh, that is where I'm finding my service. And a lot of media that I see can be quite negative, you know, and, and a lot, and people that it's funny to be rude to, to somebody else. And I don't find a lot of comedy in that. And so I'm driven to, uh, to eventually make more films that replicate how my family is. If anything, the comedy is because we may kill each other with kindness, you know, like too kind, you know, <laughs> and how that can get away. Be like, no, uh-huh. I was just, I did this because I thought it would be better for you, but no, I did this so it could be, you know, there's like a, there's like a full circle around that, and I think there's a wonderful sense of humor that we can illuminate and and uh, be positive and um and I, which is why I love some of that fun family comedy of the 80s and well, 90s. It's it's interesting because. 
you know what i think one of the ways we cope with the world around us Mm -hmm. one of the ways that might seem easier to cope with it is to find someone to blame you know it's like if if this is so this doesn't make any sense uh there there are so many things that are wrong we're we're so bad at talking about so many things Mm -hmm. let's at least if i can blame someone sure and i can say that it's their fault then it makes a little bit more sense to me right yeah um has there been a, a time in your life where you've had to kind of overcome that, like like choose yep. what you've been talking about this whole time? Mm-hmm. Look, has there been a time in your life where you've really had to struggle and try hard not to go down that that path that I think you're talking about in the in media That's and right. just our daily lives right mm-hmm. now are laced with yep. anxiety, yes. laced with blame, laced with guilt, and mm-hmm. it's just. It's unlike anything I've ever experienced sure. in my 40 whole years of life. Same. Same. Um, so. I would say I kind of approach, you never know what the day is going to bring. And so in some small ways, I may, and I meet a lot of people every you day. Do. You do every meet a lot day, of people. I meet a lot of people. So we're faced with a choice in every encounter, and I'll just speak for myself every single day, of a path that we can go down or up, right? Um I, and I always kind of come from this perspective. I think of Jesus, and I think as Christians, authentically, and we surrender ourselves to his will, we are called not to be offended. And here is where this comes from. And I pray and I meditate on this often. When I think of Jesus, and he's carrying his cross, right, the weight of it, and as he, and on this climb, he is being spit on food and people are throwing at him, throwing their anything they have in their hands at him, rocks, food. They are screaming, yelling. They are mutilating his body, torturing him, put, you know, pressing the crown of thorns into his flesh. And as he and then they get to the top and they nail him to the cross he doesn't say not once I am offended he says Lord forgive them for they know not what they do and if he can do that showing us humanity at its worst and choose forgiveness mercy and love and knowing giving us what we need that we did not know we need and through his actions opening up the gates of heaven for us through that that was the transition right there um he is my role model (laughs) you know Mm. we have to choose who our heroes are very carefully and i think this is adds to your comment about the blame game Mm mm-hmm be careful who your heroes are and do not idol- idolize anybody because each person has a history and every single one of us, myself included, is an imperfect individual. And I'm just, I'm striving to perfection. I know I never get there, but I think it's worthy to continue to work on myself, worthy to continue to be the best version of myself. 
and to be an instrument of peace for Christ. And I mentioned in regards to my mother doing all things and how they have actions. My words and my actions are also a reflection of my faith. And they're as a believer in Christ, they're also a reflection of Christ. Right. So if I, and in a lot of times too, because we're not officially in the world of Christendom, right? What if I'm a person without me mentioning God, right? That I'm the first and only Christian they've ever met. If I'm ever in that situation, then I, that's a huge responsibility to be a representation of that. So through anything I may face, my lack of offense, I can have sorrow, right? For something that somebody does. Um, I can experience sadness, but it's not hatred because there's something deeper that is going on in this situation. And we have to look beyond what is right in front of us because there's so much we don't understand through our human limitations, right? And there's a bigger picture to all things. So with everything that has happened recently, um, in the last year, I get asked and just, you know, many things all the time. But honestly, it's a every day is spiritual warfare and is a battle. And you and I make the and it's a renewal, a renewal. And I just have to say, yes, God, yes, Jesus, I trust in you. And he is the one who is responsible for my joy in all things. And, and, and people don't want to hear that, too. You know, they're like, hey, I just got asked last night, t- too. <laughs> it was like 11 o'clock p.m. I'm with some friends. They're like, what, uh, what is it? How do you have all this energy? Like, what is it that gives you? What diet are you on? Mm. Can you tell me? And this is a fit guy, like a fit dude, you know? And he's just trying to continue to stay in shape. He's working on himself. He's like, what diet are you on? And I'm like. Jesus, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's he gets all. It's it's trust, trust me. It's not one. It, but people always want something that's an easy fix right. and an easy answer right now. And there's no amount of food, exercise, positive affirmation that can replace the powerful healing and fulfillment of God. And I think to we just if we all spent more time. On ourselves because when you blame 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 you're not being solution oriented if you are going to have a comment on something have the perspective of bringing a solution to the problem and then realize that maybe you could be that solution yeah not somebody else and that is where real impact happens and takes place I was just uh, in a conversation with uh, our at my new organization, mm-hmm. uh, Sioux Falls Area Community Foundation, with their uh, marketing um, coordinator. Sure. Shout out Kelly, and she brought up. Uh, she's very in tune with journalism, mm-hmm. and she she says exactly what you are talking about. There is this undercurrent, Apollonia, of what you are portraying in journalism because mm-hmm. right now. It seems to be that the only way you can get people to subscribe to what you're putting out in the world is if you're sh- if you're doing some kind of bipartisanship, right? You're putting people into camps 
likely around tragedy. There is this new uprising of journalism coming to the world Mm -hmm. that they call solutions journalism, where it is, we're going to present you a problem, right? This is the problem. Do with it what you want. We're not going to give opinions on the problem. We're going to bring solutions to the problem. And that's what we're going to write about. Mm -hmm. I think through COVID, I think through social injustice, all those things, both of those things are not from Jesus. Right. And what's happening is spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. And you're having the dark one creating this new world. Yep. And now you have, now is an opportunity, people, mm-hmm. opportunity to bring Jesus or, or bring light, right? Let's say mm-hmm. you're not a Jesus person. Sure. Bring light to the world. And we need to be solutions-oriented people, not problem-oriented people. Yes. And on top of that, um, I recently met a, a man, his name is Jeff Gould, and he's a motivational speaker. I just met him on Tuesday, actually. This is how God works. It's amazing. When you're of service, he just puts wonderful people in your life. Um, but he said, as leaders, anytime that you are in a leadership role, people are looking to you for answers, questions, and things are happening around you spinning, you are not allowed to complain. And I thought that really resonated with a lot of people in the audience who are project managers of very big things that affect all of our lives. And we are all called to be leaders in many different aspects as parents, as teachers. Um, And so when you raise the bar to exceptionalism, which I think is a good and positive thing, And you say, okay, oh, I'm the one people go to. I can't complain because I'm the leader and I'm the one responsible for making something happen. I'm the one people go to. I actually have the power to implement a better work environment. I have the power to implement a more seamless and effective use of value of time. I have the power to be a mentor to said person if we're having a situation. If people are behaving inappropriately, I have the power to fire this person and let them go because as the director of said thing, I'm the one that is responsible for the quality of life for these people. So as a leader, and this goes for our elected officials, other leaders, if they're doing a lot of complaining, maybe we need to open our eyes and say, actually, you should not be complaining because you are in this position that we are not to be a wonderful representation to the quality of life and freedoms that we all want to have and celebrate. And again, your life is not about you. It's a sense of service. So there, there is that to it as well. Yeah. I, I think of the best leaders I've had, and they are people that let me come into their office and complain, right? That's a natural human mm-hmm. thing. I complain mm-hmm. with the best of them. And they said, all right, five minutes, jump on the soapbox. And I did this as a leader. I let my people do this. Mm-hmm. All right, come in, shut the door, jump on your soapbox. I'm going to give you five minutes. Okay. But understand if you're going to come into my office and you're going to complain, you're bringing me two solutions. So I'm going to listen to your complaint. I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take it in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to understand from your point of view. And then I won't, then you have to give me the opportunity. You're going to sit down and you're going to listen. And I'm going to give you a a global perspective. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you the other actors that are a part of this situation of why you're complaining. Because likely, what are we mostly complaining about? We're Mm -hmm. not complaining 
about the Excel sheet of how many inputs we had to put in. We're complaining that the person that taught us how to put the inputs in was wrong. Mm -hmm. So really just complaining about people. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me tell you a perspective of something, of that person, like maybe something they're going through Mm -hmm. or how they were trained or just people don't eliminate the phrase from your world that is, this is the way it's always been done. Mm -hmm. And instead of complaining, just bring a solution. Like we should do this and here's why we should do this. What leader is not going to say yes to that? So right. I think it's a great responsibility, Apollonia, of, of people in leadership roles to be listeners, intakers, and not immediately either retaliate or, or provide remarks. You can sit on it for a little bit, or you can also, your responsibility is to inform mm-hmm. their decisions. Right. And also be welcome to feedback and constructive criticism. I currently have a position as a freelance producer with South Dakota Public Broadcasting. And I, and the stories that we tell, and I'm on the entertainment division side, but it's still journalism in in very much ways because we're telling stories, right? Um, And I told my immediate boss that when we, you know, when I was being first considered for, you know, projects, I told him, Brad, I just want you to know I cannot be offended. <laughs> he started laughing. And I was like, and he, it was like a breath of fresh air. You know what I mean? I was like, I value constructive criticism. I value feedback because I may bring something to the table, but so does everybody else. And we are the sum of our experiences. And ideally, we all want to produce something that's going to make a difference. And that would be, and have it in that, real authentic feedback into someone's life and also be of service to the person we're doing the story on. Right. And so he, it was like the weight I, and we had, this is via zoom too. So I can see like the weight lifted from his shoulders. You know what I mean? Because one, one challenge that we have, he's like a lot of people, especially the newcomers, you know, our younger, you know, younger generation, they don't have that same mentality that just because someone gives you feedback does not mean there's something wrong with you. It does not mean there's something that you did badly at all. There's just a way that we can improve and make it better. And so we're all students of life all the time. And so you guys, you know, you just got to know where people are coming from. Do not be offended. Be collaborative and be and listen. And if somebody feels strongly about something, there's a reason. Listen and then proceed to that solution, whatever it may be. That's right. Well, uh, it's that time where, where we have to start winding things down here. Um, but I want to make sure that the folks listening to this know where to find you, Apple. So oh, if you've yes. ever been to the Levitt. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever been to the Levitt here in Sioux Falls. You will know who Apollonia is, even though you, right. you might not have met her before, because she is the one down in the very front who is dancing the entire concert. The entire concert. Ooh, yeah. She's down there having a great time. So, uh, Apollonia, I don't know if there's if there's anything that you want the listeners to know about you in terms of where they can find you or mm-hmm. your work. Is there a place where you can point them? I have a lot of work going out through many different ways. So I'd say professionally, if you would like to connect, I'm on LinkedIn. 
um, give you a little intro. Let me know about yourself and where you're from. Let's be friends. Let's make magic together. I have a goal to meet every single person on this planet. And so if I could achieve that before God calls me home, that would be amazing um, because I love you and I love everyone. Apollonia uh, Davalos. She's 562 years old. I know. <laughs> hey, in the Bible, they live long. I was like, mate, you never know. Could this joy carry on beyond my like withering bones as I'm 100? Um, so professionally LinkedIn. Also Instagram. I'm very active on very. that. Yes. I love sharing the people I meet through the Levitt, through my many different projects. Um, and so please connect with me on there for the on that social aspect um and my websites and things are there constantly updated but if you want a direct connection i'm yeah linkedin and instagram i'm here for you i love you and i want to meet you but please come dance with me mm. this is my call to action come to the love it i'm there every thursday friday saturday night and come dance with me there is no wrong we'll find your song just whatever the music gives to you let it breathe let it fly freedom it's true she's down there every thursday friday saturday working on a thing for sdpb called music matters Amen. and we have a two shows we have music matters and levitt in your living room and so please tune in visit levitt sioux falls on their youtube facebook instagram or sodak pb which is sodak public broadcasting facebook instagram youtube our shows will be airing there and on television um soon that's another fun project upcoming um but also we live stream the shows so please do check them out because a lot of the stories that i'm putting out there are thankfully being shared through these mediums and we i make it a point to feature the community so you're gonna see you may see you you may see your face in each episode and if you do you share it and you tag me and you let me know because i want to know you <laughs> uh yeah so reach out to apollonia uh find some way to connect with her i, I promise you'll have the same experience uh, I've had and getting to know Apollonia and all these things that we've talked about today. Mr. Krush, how can our friends get in touch with us? Well, we are also on Instagram. Apollonia is here uh, for two reasons. One, because of her energy, and we hope you felt that through this auditory session. But number two, she's also a massive super fan of what we're doing. She's liking every post that we have. She's sharing with people in her community. So find us, Mandate Pod, at Mandate Pod, on the Insta. And so if you want a piece of that energy, uh, we'd love to say selfishly, Apollonia, we are giving to you. So if you want energy, people, check us out on Instagram, like and share. Okay. You can also find us on Twitter, MandatePod, or drop us a line at uh, mandate.pod at gmail.com. We love, 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 love hearing from you and uh, getting your remarks of how we can get better. Thanks for joining us today on Mandate. We'll see you next time.